We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. That tastes awful. Won't hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you that? That was not there yesterday. I'll have a second of it. totally my natural girl. Is that supposed to look like that? Don't worry. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, This podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. this. Hi there. We're off working really hard on episodes 55 through 57. But in the meantime, we thought you'd like to know that Dr. Imran the host of Simple Health Radio has been gracious enough to answer another one of our zany health science questions. You may remember Dr. Imran from when he helped us explore using butter to treat burns in episode 51. But this time around, he took a moment to address whether it's true that you can cause an explosion by smoking cigarettes too close to your home oxygen tank. Home oxygen tanks are a special kind of medical equipment that some people use to help manage certain kinds of breathing conditions. The tanks come in a variety of sizes and designs, but they pretty much always involve a special container to hold pure oxygen and a system for delivering oxygen from the tank into the person's mouth or nose. The other thing these tanks always come with is a hefty warning about how you should not smoke anywhere near them because the pure oxygen they release is more flammable than regular room air. Much more flammable. Like, cause an explosion and blow up your entire house flammable. Dramatic, right? We thought so too. But lucky for us, Dr. Imran was happy to share some thoughts about just how likely this kind of explosion really is, as well as some extra steps we can consider in order to avoid it. I'm here too. Commence audio. The question is, is it true that you can start a fire by smoking cigarettes too close to your O2 tank? First, let me thank Terrell for sending in a great question. She has sent us questions before, and we always love to hear from her. So her question is about home oxygen tanks and whether they can really explode and what are the problems they can cause. So to answer this question, I began researching specific statistics from our medical journals, and I tried to find out how many oxygen tanks have exploded each year. Now, going back about 15 to 20 years, all I could really find were case reports. So case reports are typically going to be one or two cases that are unique enough that get typed up and submitted to journals. What that means is that there's probably not that many oxygen tanks exploding in homes, and so we don't have a lot of good statistics on that. However, what I did find out was that oxygen fires are extremely common, and there's some reasons that may be obvious and some that are not so obvious. So to further break down that information, 
I went to the website of the National Fire Protection Association and I looked at their research and their stats. Now what I discovered is that in the United States, each year, there's about 350,000 home fires. So 350,000 fires occur in homes every year across the country. That's roughly 1,000 house fires a day. The number one cause of house fires is going to be cooking equipment, so things like stoves and ovens. But the number two cause of house fires is going to be smoking. Now, regular air that we breathe on a day-to-day -day basis is about 20% oxygen. However, oxygen tanks carry 100% oxygen. So that's a very concentrated amount of the oxygen itself. Oxygen causes fires to burn hotter and more rapidly. And it does that for different reasons. So let's take a couple of examples. So if someone is using their home oxygen tank properly, it's going to flow from the tank through some tubing into a facial mask or a nasal cannula. A nasal cannula is the little tubing with the prongs that go into the nose. However, if a person's mask becomes loose, or if the nasal cannula isn't into the nose and it leaks out the side of the face, then the entire room they're sitting in is going to fill up with oxygen. And remember, this is 100% oxygen, not 20% oxygen that you have in regular air. Now in that situation, if somebody should light a cigarette or a match or even a spark from a heater, because that room is saturated with oxygen, it can ignite a fire. Now it's interesting, even after you turn the oxygen tank off, there's a large amount of oxygen that lingers around the hair, the skin, and even on clothing. So each year, I was able to find statistics that there are hundreds of ER visits from people who are burned from oxygen even when the tank was off. And oftentimes those people were lighting up a cigarette a few minutes after turning off their oxygen tank. So for example, those people have COPD or emphysema, they know that smoking is bad, they use their oxygen on a day-to-day -day basis, but they turn it off and then they go to light a cigarette. The problem is that the oxygen is so concentrated around the facial area, just the simple act of lighting a match or igniting the cigarette itself will cause a flash burn. And that can singe or burn off the eyebrows, the lips, and the skin of the face because that's where the oxygen is going to pool. So oxygen tanks are dangerous. We don't want them tipping over. The problem is at home, people do a lot of different things. So they may have them just standing in a corner or standing up in a garage next to other objects. The problem is that if the valve, which is the opening of the tank itself, is damaged or struck hard enough, the pressure of the oxygen rapidly being released from the valve will create a rocket out of the rest of the tank. So keep in mind, if the oxygen is moving in one direction, the tank is gonna move in the opposite direction. So if you have an oxygen tank that's tilted, or if it's lying down on its side, and the valve suddenly opens up, that will shoot across the room. And so there are many cases each year of injuries that occur when an oxygen tank, it doesn't explode, but it sparks and it causes the oxygen to come out, or the valve is open, and it causes the tank to move in a rapid deceleration acceleration method in the opposite direction. So now if you combine oxygen, or if you have this spark or any type of a cigarette or match in a room where you have an oxygen tank with a valve that's open, that could be the equivalent of an explosion even if the metal of the tank didn't burst apart. Okay, so when we talk about explosion, people think about the tank. However, the research that I found is that the oxygen saturation in the room is so high 
that is really what causes house fires and especially the deadly ones where entire apartment buildings, homes, garages are burned to the ground just because of a very small spark in the vicinity of an oxygen tank. Now then there are a couple of unusual cases. So people oftentimes apply Vaseline or Vicks or other lotions around the face or the nose. The reason is that the oxygen prongs, those nasal cannulas, tend to dry out the nose if you use them continuously. So people use over-the-counter products to soften their face and make it less irritated. The problem is that a lot of these over-the-counter products have oil or petroleum products and those are highly flammable. So now, as we talked about, if you have a large concentration of oxygen around the face and you add Vicks or Vaseline or other petroleum agents and a spark of some type, that is going to cause a fire to rapidly occur and worsen because now you have an accelerant. Then there are some unusual cases where people were using an electric razor or even a hair dryer while the oxygen was running or in the vicinity and those people also suffered flash burns because of the close proximity of the burn to the face. And then there's another case where, especially in the winter months, people will use layers of blankets or sweaters to stay warm and they're running their home oxygen. Certain types of clothing and linen and even bedding actually produce a large amount of static electricity. This usually happens with wool or synthetic fibers. So the static spark just from the clothing or the blanket or the quilt is enough to trigger a fire. And those cases are very common. So every day I've been looking through some of the news reports over the past year, I saw dozens of cases where house fires occurred when people were sleeping and the oxygen was on. No smoking was involved. It wasn't from a cigar or a cigarette. It was just from the static of the fibers or the wool that triggered that. But because they were sleeping, those people died in their beds, unfortunately. So oxygen tanks have a very high risk of causing fires, even in people who don't smoke and they use regular precautions. So these factors need to be addressed. Doctors and the home medical care equipment suppliers need to make people aware of that. You have to reduce any type of spark if you're going to be using home oxygen. So again, I want to thank Terrell Jackson for sending in a great question. To answer your question, do home oxygen tanks explode? Possibly, but not that often. However, they do cause a large number of house fires and facial burns due to the proximity of the oxygen in the home environment. And that's Jenga. If you liked Dr. Imran's take on preventing fires with your oxygen tank, we encourage you to check out his other episodes of Simple Health Radio podcast, including the episode about fried rice syndrome, a topic that never gets old, and any of the other episodes where Dr. Imran answers health and medical questions sent in by other listeners. In order to find his show, just visit him at simplehealthradio.com or search for Simple Health Radio in your favorite podcast app. He's got over 100 episodes to choose from, and we are pretty sure you won't be disappointed. We would like to give a special thanks to Dr. Emron and the team at the Simple Health Radio podcast for their permission to use their audio for this episode. We are hoping to release our newest adventure in two to three weeks, so please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. 
If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds? Easter egg time. You may have noticed that in this week's episode, Dr. Emron said that regular air only contains 20% oxygen. If you're wondering what the rest of the air consists of, the answer is that air consists of mostly nitrogen gas, argon gas, carbon dioxide gas, and a mixture of trace amounts of other natural gases, such as neon gas, krypton gas, nitrous oxide gas, and ammonia gas. All in all, these other, non-oxygen gases make up about 80% of the air that the humans breathe. This combination of gases is perfectly normal, and is not generally harmful to the humans, but some of the humans' bodies struggle to tolerate regular air, which has a relatively low amount of oxygen gas in it. For these humans, it can be helpful to breathe from a tank full of more pure oxygen, which has been separated from the other kinds of gases that are normally found in regular air. Be sure to listen to the end of future episodes for more Easter eggs.